today I'm going to be answering some more of you guys' sports card questions. Um, I mean, how's it going, y'all? Welcome back. Uh, I'm finally back. It's been like a month since I've posted a YouTube video, but we're back with another video. My hair's kind of looking weird today, but I figured it's time to come back. Wild month. Uh, I caught the virus. No, I didn't catch the virus, but I got sick and we thought I did for a while. And then I was trying to kind of plan out some new content for you guys. I'm hoping to post daily videos on this channel. Um, and just in general, like podcast episodes, but we'll see if that happens or not. But anyway, I figured a good way to bring it back would be to answer some of your guys' questions. So we have four of them here. Um, let's get right into it. So KK underscore graphs on Instagram asks courier magic all time when it is all said and done. Now to preface this, I hate to debate about who's like the greatest of all time, who's better, blah, 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 for one main reason. And that is because the GOAT debate or just debating about what who a better player is in general heavily depends on what you value as a fan of the game, right? Some people value championships, some people value statistics, some people value, you know, individual skill and like well-roundedness, all of the above, right? So it, it all depends on what you value um, and not everyone has the same values. So it's, it's pretty impossible to be comparing players. And especially when it comes down to like all-time greats, it's hard to compare two players when they're in two separate eras. So it's it's just very difficult. But here's what I will say on this this topic when it's all said and done. So currently, I think many people would say that Magic is top five. Many would even include him probably as like a top three player. Him and Kareem are usually the three and the four um, on that list. It, it kind of depends. Um, and I would personally have Curry just outside the top 10, probably like 15, maybe 20, um, 20 at the lowest, right? And that's a pretty sizable gap that you still have to make up, especially when you look at some of those players in between. Um, in my opinion, Curry would ha probably have to win one or two more championships and get finals MVP in probably both of those. Maybe secure another MVP um, MVP award because he doesn't have quite the same hardware that Magic, Magic does. However, his impact on the game and um, you know just his three-point shooting ability, his pioneer, um, just, just the way he's revolutionized the NBA as a whole, that kind of gives him a little bit of an edge, right? And, you know, just some of the records that he set um, and just by how many or how far the gap is between him and some of these other players is ridiculous. Um, you know, so so we got to kind of give him the hand, kind of give him a hand there. And basically what it comes down to is I don't really know if I can trust this team to win another championship or two. Uh, I think they have a real good shot, but I'm not 100% positive that they're going to do it. Um, especially because the NBA, honestly, right now is more competitive than it has been in a long time. Uh, you know, you have the Lakers, you have the Clippers, you have the Nets now, you have the 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 Bucks, and then of course you still have a bunch of young up and coming teams. You have stud studs like Luca, studs like Tatum, studs like Trey, studs like you know if you want to throw in let's say Zion or someone else in that conversation as well. Like the the NBA is very competitive. Um, and I was just talking about teams with like stars or young stars. That doesn't even include any really well-rounded teams like, let's say, the Denver Nuggets or the Phoenix Suns or Philadelphia 76ers, even though I'd say they have stars in Joel Embiid and, you know, Ben Simmons and stuff like that. I just, I'm not 100% sure that the, the Warriors can really get it done. Um, Curry's obviously going to end up as the, the best three-point shooter of all time, break all sorts of three-point records. But he has a lot of space. Uh, he has a lot of... He's a huge gap to make up, and I'm not 100% confident that he'll actually be able to do that. I'm giving the hand to Magic when it's all said and done. I don't think Curry cracks top three or top four um, by the time he retires. 
Next up, we have Mars Collections, one of my guys, um, and I know exactly why he asked this question. He asks, who has the most potential, Nick Claxton, Bull Bull, or Seku Dumboya? And I'm going to approach this question from two different aspects because there's a difference um, depending on how you want to phrase this, right? Um, first of all, there's a big difference between someone's potential and their ability to reach that potential, right? Like who actually fulfills their potential to the highest extent. Um, Greg Oden had extremely high potential, but due to injury concerns, or not due to injury concerns, but due to injuries, he never was able to fulfill that potential, right? Some players, on the other hand, have been able to fulfill their potential completely and have ended up being extremely, extremely good players. So I'm going to answer this question from both of those. Who has the most potential and who do I think will fulfill their potential the best? So going in order from best to worst, I think that the players that have the most potential are Bull Bull, number one, Seiko Naboya is number two, and Nick Claxton is number three. We'll start a little bit from the top. Bull Bull, he's a seven foot two freak of nature. Um, he has good vision right now, but he turns the ball over a little too much. Uh, he can step out and hit the three-point shot. He's actually able to score from all three levels if you really give him a chance. Um, he's got amazing defensive awareness, especially on the interior. Um, his weight is a bit of a concern there, so he's never going to be a, a great post defender. However, However, he can go up and contend for a, a lot of shots, obviously, when he's 7'2 with like a 7'8 wingspan. And sorry, I just bumped into the desk so the camera shook a little bit. Um, he's also got extreme length, and because he is such a light player, he's actually able to guard players on the perimeter. He's not an elite defender, but um, when you are 7'2 with like a 7'8 wingspan, it's pretty hard to get around you with ease, right? So he at least makes it challenging for the players when he for opposing players when he steps out onto the perimeter. Um, and his ceiling is just a demigod of a player, like completely unstoppable on the offensive end. Defense as well is pretty good. You just have to get a better post defender next to him, and all of a sudden, I think you've got a very, very, very good team. Um, with him as your star. That's like his ceiling. Next up would be Saiku Namboya. He'd be a nice, versatile defender who can guard either the three or the four, potentially the two as well, although the, the biggest concern for him there would be if he's fast enough to contend with some of those smaller guards. Um, he would eventually be able to get better control of the ball and become a better ball handler to maybe even create his own shot, um, but he'd be a very elite three and D wing with some good uh, potential to create his own shot, and you know, Nothing else. I guess the, the basically what what this what his potential relies on would be how many shots he gets per game, and he could maybe be you know like a couple time All Star, like five time yeah five time All Star is pretty great. Four, three or four time All Star. Um, you know, have a couple of really good years, maybe averages like twenty points to end his career or something like that. Like a really good second option or something like that is what I'd probably say. Um, Seiko Dumboya's ceiling. Other than that, you know, I don't think he's crazy high. Whereas Bull Bull is like potential you know, best player, not best player, but like top 10 player in the league potential um, in comparison to Seiko Ndamboya. And then Nick Claxton, he's all right. Like he'd be a, a really good starter on your team. He's a great athletic, um, great athletic big man with some un unbelievable rim protection. Um, he'd be super dangerous actually around the rim in general because on, on both sides of the ball, you know, not just on the defensive side of the ball, but on the offensive side of the ball as well, because he has a really nice touch around the basket and can also slam it down with a very nice dunk. Um, and eventually he'd also be able to step out and knock down some three-point shots consistently as well. Um, so he'd just be like your prototypical center that you would have your your basic starter, starter kit um, for the NBA. I, I, honestly, at his peak, I don't see it getting much better than this, right? I don't think he'll ever become like an elite ball handler that creates his own shot or anything like that. Maybe he's able to step up his mid-range game a little bit and knock down some shots there. But even then, I, I, I don't think he ever becomes an elite. Uh, I don't think he has the potential to become an elite three-point, not three-point. I don't think he has the potential to become a, an elite mid-range scorer. Um, I just don't see it in him. He seemed, I just, I just don't, right? Now, 
excuse me. But now, when it comes down to who actually is going to reach their potential, going in order, I have Nick Claxton as number one, Bull Bull, and Sekou Dumboya. Basically, like, who's going to be the best when their careers are all said and done. Um, I just think that Claxton is a real nice chance to reach his potential, right? Because his potential isn't exactly superstar type or, you know, multi-time all-star type talent like these other two guys are he's kind of just honestly i don't think he gets all that much better than what he could be like right now right i'd say like a 15 point per game score great rim protector once again a nice athletic big man honestly very similar to a Jarrett allen replacement but with better three-point shooting ability i'm not saying their play styles are exactly the same but they have some similar um they have some similarities between the two of them i just think that he has really really good chance to fulfill his potential to the fullest extent um, and when his career is all said and done, I think that he's going to be able to accomplish that. Bull Bull, he already looks really good. I'm really upset that the, that the Nuggets aren't getting him a lot of minutes, and I hope that he and Michael Porter Jr. actually leave the franchise because I don't think that the franchise is doing good for either of them. Uh, I think that they would both be better off somewhere else, but that's a whole other subject that we could maybe get into later. However, Bull Bull, he already looks really good. Um... You know, he kind of just needs a chance. The biggest question with him, or not the biggest question with him, but the biggest thing that's going to hold him back is injuries, right? 7-2, kind of a stick man. He, he runs around a lot. He's not just a stationary player. So he's probably going to have a relatively short, short career due to, like, knee injuries. I'm going to guess he's out of the league by about 30 years old. And that's not exactly going to be enough to really mean that you fulfill your potential. Now... I guess, like, I guess I could say that at his prime, maybe he'd be better than, you know, Nick Claxton when his career's all said and done, um, even though Claxton would have the longevity on his side. But even then, I'm just, I'm, I've got questions about Bull Bull because he's had such a slow start to his career so far. You know, like, is he ever really going to get that chance in the future? Or are people going to be too concerned about injuries to really give him a shot? I'm very worried about that because I think, personally, and I think a lot of you guys know this, I love the kid. I think he's got a ton of potential. We'll see what happens, though, right? We'll, we'll see what happens, though. And Sekou Dimboya, I don't think he's ever going to reach his potential, unfortunately. Um, he's a very, very, very raw player. Always has been. He's super young, though, so you know he, maybe he has that chance to reach his potential. But Detroit sucks at a lot of stuff, and developing players is one of those things. I don't think that he's going to get it done. If he, if he had more... Um, if he had more technical skills in his toolbox already, then I would have higher hopes for him. But he's just a very, very, very raw prospect. Um, and like I said, Detroit just sucks at developing developing players. I think that at his peak, he's probably like a solid starter, maybe, maybe a backup. Honestly, I really wouldn't be shocked if he just ended up being like a solid backup that gets end of the rotation minutes. Um, throughout most of his career, unfortunately. Because um, I like the guy, but I don't really, I don't think that the future is bright for him, especially because he's in Detroit. Now, this kind of relates to something that the next question, which is from Stores underscore IV on Instagram. I hope I said your name right. He was asking for my thoughts on Seku. I kind of just gave it to you guys. However, one important thing to note is, uh, I, I was actually planning on recording this video a week ago, but I didn't. So now I'm recording this now, and there's been some developments. Um, with with Detroit, they traded um, they traded Derrick Rose to the New York Knicks, and I said that Blake Griffin would be next. And today or yesterday, I believe, um, the the Detroit Pistons have officially like announced that they they're waiting for I think a buyout offer for Blake Griffin, and they're just going to be sitting him for right now. Which means that Sekou Dumboya gets more time, and if Blake Griffin is eventually actually traded, then I think Sekou's prices rise a lot and gives people a nice opportunity to sell. 
So if you have any, I would wait for that time to come. But if you don't have any Seiko Demboya, don't really look into buying a ton of it. Maybe if you really believe in him, pick up a couple of things. But I, I don't really see the potential for him, uh, especially in Detroit, like I said. Final question comes from Matt Schwab22. He asks for an underrated player in the 2020-2021 NBA draft class. I love this. Um, because I've told you guys so many times before that Patrick Williams is my favorite player out of this class. Excuse me. Um, and I believe in the kid a lot. I think he's going to end up being the best player out of this class. And I don't want to go too in-depth right now, so I will give you another pick after this. But let me touch up on Patrick Williams just a bit. A bit of a raw prospect, but he is very much Kawhi-like. Very much Kawhi-like. Um, he's, I think, 6'7", with a, with a pretty sizable wingspan and massive hands and 245 pounds. If the Bulls can teach him to create his own shot, basically just meaning if they can help him um, to to put his shoulder into the, the, the defender more often, right? If you're driving into the lane, put your shoulder into the defender and then step back, all of a sudden you've created a lot of space because when a guy comes burling down the lane at 245 pounds, there's not going to be a lot of guys that are heavy enough to you know withstand that impact of a 245 pound man putting his shoulder right into your chest and the players that are heavy enough to do that like let's say Joel Embiid are going to be too slow to keep up with him with up with him because he is pretty fast especially for a player that weighs 245 pounds right so ultimately he's got a lot of physical tools that can help him I, I would go more in depth but I don't want to reveal much more than that because like I said I do want to make a video on the guy relatively soon here so I'll go with my other underrated pick, which I've talked about many times before. There's actually a lot of underrated guys in this class. I like Tyrese Maxey. I have, you know, since before the draft was even announced. I think Precious Achua is a great defensive piece uh, for the Miami Heat or just in general. I don't think he ever becomes like a superstar, though. But I really like Tyrell Terry. Um, like recorded a record-breaking, like highest basketball IQ that they've seen. Excellent three-point shooter off the dribble and in the catch-and-shoot situations, meaning he's very similar to Steph Curry, and he's drawn those comparisons of, you know, off-ball three-point shooter, and he's able to create for himself and other teammates as well. I know he's never going to reach that potential, but I think he has maybe, you know, 20-point-per-game potential at his peak for like a season or two near all-star caliber player. And considering that he was picked number 31 overall, I think that there's a play there with his with his cause if he can go out there and you know play pretty well. Even if he doesn't score 20 points per game, his prices are going to be super low because of his draft position and because he's not getting a ton of minutes yet um, with the Dallas Mavericks. And I, it it won't take much for his prices to rise because he is a pretty talented kid and and I think he's going to be able to put up like what 10 or 12, 15 points a game realistically speaking um and that's not bad as far as as far as young players go and how it affects their prices right so i think that he's a bit underrated both as a player because obviously he was picked number 31 overall but i also think that his his cars are going to be pretty underrated once um once he starts to be once he starts to play more so i would look at maybe picking up a couple of you know whatever silvers or something like that and just holding on to them until he really gets an opportunity but that's all i have for you guys today i know that there was actually a couple of other questions that you guys put up there but i'll be saving them for you know the next q a that we have um you know, if you did enjoy this, go ahead and, you know, check out the rest of the channel, maybe subscribe, or if you're listening to this on Spotify or Apple or wherever you're listening to this, you know, check out the rest of the episodes that I have posted in the description will be a link tree on both YouTube and Spotify or wherever you're listening to this at. Um, there will be a link tree in the description with my Instagram and YouTube and all that sort of stuff. All my other social media platforms will be linked there, so you can definitely check out a lot more of my content on those platforms as well. But once again, thank you for tuning into this episode, and I will see you guys next time.